questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Did you know? H H1N1, Ebola, swine flu, BSE, better known as mad cow disease, Zika, SARS, coronavirus, and more, all have U.S. patents? Food is the most abused anxiety drug. Fasting is the most forgotten cure. Exercise is the most underused antidepressant. The FDA and CDC is a revolving door that is run by Big Pharma and Monsanto. The people who poison your food and keep everyone addicted to medication are the same people deeming what is safe and what should be regulated. 5G towers, MSG, pesticides, glyphosates, fluoride, chemtrails, cell phones, smart meters, antidepressants, and pharmaceuticals found in your water. You aren't sick. You're being poisoned. And that you know children absorb cell phone radiation deeper into their brain than adults? Relative to an adult, children can absorb two times the amount of microwave radiation into their brain and ten times the amount into the bone marrow of their skull. We can no longer assume that any current or future wireless technology, including 5G, is safe without adequate testing. In summary, we don't need their Great Reset. We don't need the World Economic Forum. We don't need a plan from evil greedy thieves. We don't need the WHO, IMF, or the UN. We need to unite and rise above the tyranny. Otherwise, we're headed for a totalitarian dystopia. Get ready for lots of new health tips on how to combat chemtrails and radiation, a deeper understanding of health, 5G, Agenda 2030, how to manage the upcoming financial depression, and how to maneuver how the new world order plans its next move. If you've finally had enough and are tired of being sick and tired, stay with us. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy, MMS, rebounders, pure organic sulfur, flash drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick. Tonight's special guest is Matt Landman. His websites are actualactivists.com and his EMF protection clothing line is at sparrowprotectionclothing.com. All these websites are on ours at veritasradio.com. And directly from Ashland, Oregon, I'd like to welcome Matt Landman back to Veritas. Hello, Matt, and welcome back. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I just saw you on social media today. I hadn't seen you for a while. So I presume that you were doing some solitary cyber confinement for a while, right? <laughs> yes, indeed. I just got 30 days for oh, a very, very casual comment. I have to mind my, my P's and Q's, but pretty much everything you do is hate speech nowadays. And then 
even if I don't break any rules, which I've been really good. I'm, I, I don't try to get in trouble. I know some people try to press Zucker, you know, they think it's Zuckerberg, the algorithms, buttons. I'm not trying to press any buttons. I try to mind my P's and Q's just today after being out of jail for not even one day now, I got a warning for a post from 2016. It was, it, it just said false flag, um, Orlando shooting. That was it. False flag psyop Orlando shooting. And I didn't, I wasn't able to argue it or anything. They just said, this is a warning. And if you continue to violate, um, Facebook's policy community guidelines, um, you'll be, um, banned again, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, it's an interesting game over there, and but it's a game that I have to play because I've got so many followers. I've got like 63,000 followers over there, Matt Landman on Facebook. And even though I do get censored and even though I do get thrown in um, virtual jail, I, I can still reach people. You know, it's this double-edged sword where I don't want to be necessarily on Facebook but and I've and I've tr- I'm on also Telegram and BitChute and Rumble and all those. I'm on every other platform, but I ca- I can't get the traction, of course, that I've gotten before over on Facebook. And and a lot of my posts do get seen. I am very happy with. I am very. Um, I'm okay with the traction that I do get. It could be better. It could be worse. I could not have a platform on there at all. I uh, I made a meme. So I never. I always. I'm always learning. I never stop growing. I'm always learning and I'm always open to learn even more. And just recently I learned something um, amazing that I'll share with you right now while we've started the show is um, this health information that I put into an infographic and I put up on Facebook and it got it got a lot of traction. It went viral. I mean some things do get traction if they meet the guidelines and and this in particular infographic meme was discussing the differences of the two sodium bicarbonates, baking soda. So when you get baking soda at the store, it says sodium bicarbonate on the label. And that seems to the consumer to mean that it was a mineral mined out of the ground, sodium bicarbonate. We'll come to find out you can make sodium bicarbonate in a lab synthetically. And that's what Arm & Hammer does, the brand. I don't, I'm not affiliated with any brand. I'm just letting people know what the deal is. So Arm & Hammer, um, you can clean with it and stick it in your fridge to keep things fresh, but I don't recommend consuming it because the Arm & Hammer sodium bicarbonate, it's synthetic. You just have to do the research on their website and what have you. It's easily found, but it's toxic. And I was um, taking it uh, to try to alkalize my diet and I was getting sick from it. I didn't really realize why. And finally, I learned that there's another type of sodium bicarbonate that's- Hold hold, hold it right there. I don't mean to interrupt you. Mm-hmm. I, I'm glad you're mentioning this because I will mm-hmm. confide with you and the audience that I was also using the arm and hammer and I got really sick. And I'll tell you what happened later. I presume a lot of what happened to me happened to you too. Interesting. So, um, and, and yeah, probably. And it's, it's fascinating because the thing is, is I, I, I go on all these podcasts. I've been on like 600 podcasts, Mel, and I think that I know so much, right? But then whenever I get off of line and I just read a couple books and integrate with some, you know, um, people that are informed in, in my social circles and stuff, I start to put pieces of the, these puzzles together that I ne- not necessarily would have been able to do online. It's really important to to get grounded and to check out and to kind of process everything that we've learned, you know? So the Bob's Red Mill 
it's mined from the ground and it is not toxic and you can put that in your food and in your, you know, lemon water and it is alkalizing and it is good for you. And so in the truth circle, a lot of people want to talk about detoxing and chelating, how to get these heavy metals out of your body and all these sort of things. And I've talked about that a lot as well. I'm full circle. I'm, I'm all 100%. I'm all on board. I'm all about, um, the terrain theory. I'm all, I, I think that detox all you want, but if you're treating your body poorly, then you're, you're missing the point. If you can treat your terrain as good as possible, it can detox itself. And that means not putting in your body things that are actually toxic, thinking that you're detoxing yourself. So many people talk to me about, oh, I've got this Rife machine or, oh, I've got this new detox um, regimen or this supplement or, you know, whatever it may be. And they tell me, oh, it works so well. I get so sick after I take it. That means it must be working. And that I don't subscribe to that anymore. I never really did. Um, it makes me so sick. It must be working. That is not that's false logic and most likely um the people are just ingesting toxins and and poisoning themselves more or less so as i'm on the same topic but yeah but so to talk about the facebook i put that meme that infographic up and it got thousands tens of thousands of likes and shares and so many people were contacting me and even months later people still messaging me about that sodium bicarbonate so we can make our little impacts even if it's not waking people up to the whole cabal that is just these simple things about fine-tuning their health it goes a long way and then also epsom salts i just learned about epsom salts um not being so good i was taking these to get grounded to detox to um chelate heavy metals to get the magnesium that i needed in my system i was taking these epsom salt baths magnesium sulfate and I used to take them so much, like so much salt in the baths that I would get about, get out and I'd be, I'd be shaking. I would have these tremors. I'd even have tremors for like a couple of days afterwards sometimes. And I thought to myself, oh, it must be working. It must be doing something if it's doing that to me, you know, it must be really getting some stuff out of my body and shocking my system and helping out. I never thought anything of it. And for years, I was soaking my body in magnesium sulfate. I didn't get the perfumed ones because I thought I was so smart that I was avoiding the perfumes and the preservatives and those toxins. But magnesium sulfate, Epsom salts, everyone says to do that, right? Well, come to find out those are toxic. They're highly toxic, so toxic I was getting trimmers in my hands from soaking in a bath of them. And what happens is the magnesium sulfate, it releases sulfuric acid. Sulfuric acid is then in the water and in the air, and you're breathing it in. You're getting it in your skin and in your blood. And it, just like the aforementioned sodium bicarbonate made in a lab, the this version, Epsom salts, they're made in a lab too, and they're toxic. You can get magnesium flakes, not the salts, but the flakes. And those are actually not called magnesium sulfate. They're called magnesium chloride, um, chlorite, chloride, right? And those are really good for you. They go right in your skin and they're mined. They're flakes because they come out of the, when they, when they're mined, they're, they come out like that. And it's a very subtle difference. They're almost next to each other at the you know, fancy grocery store, whatever nice grocery store you go to. Some places will just have the Epsom salts. Don't use those anymore. If they're in your cabinet, throw them away. Um, maybe if you have a sprained ankle or something, they're they're decent. But it's just stuff that we have to slowly 
learn. And here I am sharing it with you. And I'm so thankful that you are letting me share it with your, you and your audience. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Let me just say something about Facebook as well. I've noticed with all this, the censorship that they believe platforming, the shadow banning going on there, you know, Facebook is almost, I wouldn't say dead to the truth, almost dead to the truth. You can only stay there if you lie or if you don't post the truth or if you find way find ways to circumvent the AI. Because as even Zuckerberg said, the fact checkers are just opinions. Not experts, they're just opinion. But let me just say what I mentioned, and I'm glad you brought this up because I, I hadn't spoken about this. About a year or two ago, I did an interview with someone and we discussed the baking soda aspect. And he mentioned both brands, but he even said, hey, if you need to buy the Arm and Hammer, that's good too. Well, I started with that. And a few days later, I noticed I wasn't feeling that well. I noticed, uh, and I don't mean to get personal, but my urine got cloudy. I started uh, almost not going blind, but blurred up vision. And I was just not myself. And it took me, I would say, a few weeks. Then I started getting these rashes all over my body. The first question that I had in my mind was, am I getting close to people who have been jabbed and I'm getting the spike proteins? Many thoughts came to mind, but I decided just to stop it. And more things happened, but I stopped it and I went back to normal. So I'm glad you're sharing this. Folks, we're not perfect. Sometimes we have to make mistakes in discovering new things that help all of us. I mean, even I don't smoke marijuana, but it's out there legal now. And I always wonder... Is it because now it's genetically modified and they're putting something else into that and it's not the same as the one found in nature? Can you address that? Oh, wow. That's a great topic. Um, cannabis can be very um, medicinal and it's it does seem to be this magical kind of plant. And it does serve so many different um, purposes for people that are on medications and they need to increase their appetite or glaucoma patients that need to relieve eye pressure. So there's, there's a lot of different things that, that the plant can do and can treat, including with Rick Simpson oil, RSO oil, treating tumors and CBD, treating anxiety and treating pets um, with CBD and treating um, sleeplessness and all sort of um, disorders. It does seem like that the genetics are being messed with. Yes. Now, not just through the, the genetics themselves by owning the different seed companies and tweaking the plant to not offer those medicinal properties, but one of the biggest worries and, and obvious elephants in the room is the consolidation and um, monopolization of the fertilizer and um, – feed companies like not just the uh there's there's different types of fertilizer organic and synthetic fertilizers and stuff like that and then there's different things that you can give your plants um different teas that you can make with microbes and all this sort of stuff or different um herbicides and pesticides and all these things and there's safe healthy alternatives to you know the monsanto nasty crap but these companies are all getting bought up by the Monsanto nasty crap, right? So the the healthy versions of the um, inputs that you need to grow the plant, 
those healthy versions are being taken away. So you can't really just grow it organic anymore because you go to your your grow shop or, or your um, plant store or whatever and all that's available is Roundup or, or whatnot. You know, I mean it's it's slow and steady but it's slippery slope stuff because you need your nutrients to grow your crop effectively for whatever you're growing, whether it be cannabis or corn or whatever. And the fertilizer companies are being targeted across the board. So there's not just, they're not just being bought up, but they're being stifled through what seems to be planned train accidents in Canada and um, fertilizer companies like uh, warehouses being burned down, the companies being bought and just put on pause. And fertilizers like potash, 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 I believe you call it potash, these things that small farmers across the world need, they're going up so much in price that the control of the farmer is being lost. So back to the so that's something to talk about because we're going to go into what seems to be food scarcity and with controlled weather and Frankenskies and all that stuff that I'm involved in. It's important to discuss where we're heading because there seems to be some writing on the wall that's really curious. But the the genetics of the cannabis is something um, – it's very much worth talking about. So it's just like the dwindling seed variety that we have in agriculture. So a lot of people don't know, and I did, never knew this. I grew up in the city on the East Coast. I grew up in basically in Washington, D.C. on the Virginia side of the river. We never knew about varieties of plants – I thought there were probably four types of apples, one type of orange, one type of lemon, and I never knew any better until I moved to the West Coast and worked on farms and learned all these things my own way as an adult. But these varieties that do exist, they're dwindling from monocrops, from monocropping. You know, there's usually just one or a couple types of corn being grown, and through this monocropping, we're losing our seed variety. And in that, we're losing the biodiversity, which can lead to finding, you know, different cures and vitamins and this and that. For instance, I've learned about the colors of plants, the colors of vegetables. And purple is really powerful. And purple, when you ingest the color purple, it can stain um, not just cancer cells, but bacteria and um, bad stuff in your body that it gets marked by drinking purple stuff like purple grape juice and what have you, pomegranate juice and stuff. And then your body can know how to get rid of it because it's tagged with the purple. Well, I was researching and found out that purple carrots are extremely healing, that the deep purple color of the purple carrots um, is is very curative and healing. Maybe it's a conspiracy, maybe it's not. But when I go to the store now, I can only find orange carrots. The purple was – the purple seeded carrots were – Put, put away, by the, like thrown to the wayside, bought up by seed companies, probably because they knew they were curing things and whatnot. Um, different f- food varieties, similar stuff. There's this old grape variety, seeded purple grapes that supposedly was curing things. And just like the cannabis, you've got these original strains that Mother Nature gave us. Okay, there's three different types. There is this like from the Afghan Kush region, there's like this indica strain that grew in the mountains of like Pakistan, you know, the, the Kashmir region. There's a sh- strain of cannabis that came from the islands of like Hawaii. And there's a strain, a sativa strain that came from like Vietnam. There's, there's a, a land-based strain. There's three main strains in the world 
that nature provided. And yes, they've crossed each other and, and this and that. But if you rewind 50 years, you've got three main strains and they have all these medicinal properties. And if cultivated properly and focused on their healing um, abilities, then you could end up with some seriously medicinal plants, some very medicinal crops. But now the seed companies are being bought and all of this Everything's being perverted, right? It seems like that, oh, it's legal. They're making it better for everybody. When the mom and pops in rural California had the seed genetics in their like um, barn, you know, that was way better than putting it in the hands of Monsanto where they're finding the curative elements, breeding it out and replacing it with things that give us anxiety and turning it more into a drug than a medicine. Um, similarly, like I said, the plants are, are, are being impacted. Um, if you know about Dr. Sebi, S-E-B-I, he talks a lot sure. about seeded fruits and seeded vegetables and to not eat things that have been hybridized and have lost seeds because they've been tweaked with so much by man that they've lost a lot of nature's benefits. So he recommends like eating seeded bananas and not bananas with seeds and all that other, these other things. But similarly, you know, that's on the same um, notion. Let me ask you, you mentioned two names, Dr. Sebi, who passed away mysteriously a few years ago. What a great man he was. And also Rick Simpson. I interviewed Rick Simpson a few years ago and haven't heard of him for years. Do you know if he's still around? No, I don't. I don't know. Um, that's really awesome that you interviewed him. I haven't heard from him at all. And in the back of my head, I kind of assumed that he was um, one of those names that was no longer with us, but I should do some some better research. For those that don't know, Rick Simpson, I believe he cured himself of of like stage three cancer. Yes. And there's there's different ways of so first of all, like the the toxic process of making trees into paper with all the chemicals that are used. If the lumber industries and all the powers that be didn't get involved and the people knew and the government wasn't so corrupt and everyone was in line with truth, hemp as a resource for fiber and paper and clothing, it would be a blast. It would be a very old and um, successful industry in the United States, but it's it's been you know hijacked and and we've been it's been the plant has been demonized. And hemp doesn't have any of the psychoactive elements, I mean, properties that the, the THC and all these things that that cannabis has anyways. But there's the, the plant itself has so many different things going on. So the hemp, it has curative elements in it as well. So you can um, do the same thing that Rick Simpson does with marijuana, with hemp, which what he does is he takes the fresh flower of the cannabis plant, which mind you, this is just a plant that's creating a flower. And on the flower are these they're um it's it's a crystal it's 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 basically a resin and the resin is to attract insects to to spread the uh, to fertilize the plant so the resin on the plant attracts bees and that resin happens to be psychoactive for the human for us if we dry it and smoke it or ingest it some way so rick simpson learned that if you take this flower from the cannabis plant and you basically boil it down into this black goo tincture kind of thing and then you ingest it that way that different elements have been activated like there's these um carb 
bowl. I'm not, I'm not really sure with all the names right now. I need to refresh on the terms, but these, there's these like THCA, THCB and different elements that when you don't burn it and you cook it down the way that he did, it has such an antioxidant healing, um, anti-inflammatory effect that it reverses tumors that he was cooking down mass quantities. Like you get a, a, like a lot of cannabis and you boil it with like water and like a witch's brew down to this little goo. And then you ingest it like little rice size, um, inject, you ingest little rice size portions at a time. And, and it's interesting. You're not even smoking it. So that's something else. I don't know where he is and I'd like to find that out. Dr. Sebi rest in peace. I do know that he's passed away. Nipsey hustle, this rapper, very popular rapper. He's now gone. He was making a documentary about Dr. Sebi which I've, I've analyzed, I've been looking a lot recently, especially over the past couple of years, the, and growing up in the DC area and, and having a lot of African-American friends and then looking at this Black Lives Matter agenda narrative and whatnot. The African-American community, just 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, they were so solid within themselves. You know, they had such a bond and unity and culture and, I mean, it was power to the people and it was, there were some serious role models in that community is where I'm going with that. Prince, Dick Gregory, Dr. Sebi, Nipsey Hussle, I mean, back to um, Malcolm X. I mean, there's, there's so many different names that were leading that ethnic group, that ethnic group. And it was a powerful ethnic group. The powers that be, they were afraid of them. So in a very calculated manner, almost all of the potential role models and leaders in the black community, they've been um, taken out. They've either, either been taken out or they've sold their soul and they're on the side of the agenda now Hollywood. telling people to get in, get in line with it and all that. But Nipsey Hussle, he was making a, um, a documentary that would have been very influential to the African-American community about how to heal yourself, how to empower yourself, uh, and, and about health. And this documentary about Dr. Sebi, it didn't make it to the theaters because Nipsey was was murdered before the movie could come out. And I believe is because of the the truth in that documentary, which, you know, if you get if you get really vocal with the truth, it seems like you you start to, you know, get a lot of unnecessary attention. And if you're if you if you're getting that kind of attention and you've already made yourself a celebrity in like a rap like people have these people don't realize that they've stepped on a lot of toes and done a lot of things to get to where they're at anyways like these people probably already had some karma on their plate kind of thing and then they go and try to make a movie like that and you know they're just taken out kind of thing let's unpack this see that's why i love to bring you on all the time matt because when you and i are together we open these doors that wasn't expecting but let me just i'll get back to dick gregory and to dr sebi in a moment and to prince also but rick simpson if, folks if you want to learn more about his story just go to sanitasradio.com and, and look for the interview titled the man who rediscovered the natural cure for cancer he actually cured healed let's call it healed because you know the powers that want to be don't like that word cure over five thousand people and he rediscovered how the cannabis plant had natural healing ability in cancer and, and other diseases. So it, it, it's great to have that there. But I remember discussing with others 
Dr. Sebi, not that I interviewed him, but I learned a lot about him, uh, Dick Gregory. And I remember an interview, one of the last interviews that Prince gave on late TV, late night TV. He was quoting a lot of Dr. Sebi and Dick Gregory. And he said that he learned from them about manganese. And manganese, apparently, call it with chemtrails, or I would suspect is the water supply. They use a lot of manganese in black neighborhoods to make the population uh, upset and fight each other. And this is they just want to increase crime. And that goes back also to the late 1980s. You probably have heard of that meeting that happened in Beverly Hills with the music industry leaders and, and, and the, the, the talent where they said, hey, we need somebody from, the, from Wall Street came in and said, we need everybody together because in the 1990s, we want, uh, we're going to have private uh, uh, the, uh, uh, prisons. They're going to be, you know, publicly traded. And we need all of you to help us bring, quote unquote, customers, meaning inmates, by producing, you know, rap and, 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 and music that's going to glorify crime. Have you heard that before? I, I believe I have. And also I've been looking at how much. So the other day, my girlfriend says, let's watch an uplifting movie this time. And I'm digging through the movies of the 80s, 90s. I mean, just look at all the movies out there. Everything glorifies violence and war and the music as well. And if you think about it, there's not much out there trying to tell you to be a good person to like get through life, not accumulating karma and not going to jail and not getting like sucked back into this like reincarnation cycle, which I think is like a trap. It's interesting you said the word cure. There's I'm cool not using that word because that word actually means to like preserve, like cure means to like cure meat. There's a lot of word magic and hijacking going on and we don't even really understand or comprehend or understand the words that, that are even coming out of our mouths. And the word cure, it's always meant another thing. And it doesn't mean to heal someone. It means to, to like preserve meat, like to make um, cured pepperoni and what have you. And that Tavis Smiley interview with Prince and um, the reference to Dick Gregory and the chemicals and the manganese, it's it's – Already back then and now even more so, the military industrial complex in conjunction with all the different spraying uh, organizations. I mean, you've got the CIA doing the spraying through the stratospheric aerosol injection program. You've got solar radiation management and a governance initiative behind that where a global network of planes and sprayers are out there now you've got the tropospheric aerosol program with the department of energy they've got a spraying program with a huge budget spraying chemicals and nasa with a budget of near 60 million dollars a day nasa has a program to spray chemtrails so these different abbreviated organizations nasa has a program called care which is an insult really but it's charged aerosol release experiment and they're all playing around different chemicals but by now they know exactly what they're doing so if they want to spray lithium and pacify a group of people or a city, they will. If they want riots, then they'll get that. Also through the use of EMF and the different towers that are being put up and the ELFs, the extra low frequencies that they have um, in conjunction with these new cell towers that are being put up, they can make people agitated. They can make people sleepy. They can spray manganese. Manganese and make everyone violent 
and that's what Dick, Dick Gregory and Prince were talking about, that the planes would come, spray manganese, and all of a sudden everyone in the ghettos would be fighting all of a sudden. They'd do it on specifically black communities. I found it interesting to learn that the manganese were being was being sprayed on agriculture, and that's how the cows were getting all upset, and people were calling it mad cow disease. And then they're getting mad cow disease injections and all this stuff. I've actually started to learn about so I post a lot of healthy stuff on on my social media and people come really upset with me like oh Matt are you a vegan I'm not a vegan I just post healthy things I actually I do eat uh, grass-fed beef and recently I've been eating even raw everything raw grass-fed Amish beef and I'm gonna get to that and I, I it's there's a reason why I'm talking about this and raw dairy which I thought I was lactose intolerant for a decade I thought I was until I had raw un um unvaccinated, A2 cow, um, unpasteurized, not homogenized, like Amish farm dairy. So I've started to learn that, um, well, firstly, these, the cows, that cows only live to be like a year old and then we're eating them. Okay. In the fats of the cows, the fat stores these toxins that they're getting from these inoculations. So they're getting all these different jabs and we're ingesting it, and we shouldn't be. So I've learned that these Amish cows, they're not getting the same, or not, they're not getting these inoculations at all, and then I found that I can eat them healthily, and I don't have to worry about the, fa the fat storing these toxins and me getting sick from the dairy and the lipids, which is interesting because there's lipid delivery systems now that we're learning about. The lipids, they encapsulate toxins. So the lipids in dairy and the lipids in cheese I mean, I mean, sorry, milk and cheese, dairy overall. These lipids, they encapsulate toxins. And if you're eating the toxins, you get them in your body. But if you're eating the toxin-free lipids, like the Amish raw um, A2 cow milk, it's actually back to terrain. I'm not looking at this as like a detox chelation thing. I'm just eating the best that I can. I'm treating my body the best that I can. And this lipid is pulling these clean lipids are able to attract and pull out the toxins from my body. So it's it's an interesting concept. But no, there was no mad cow disease. They were just getting sprayed with freaking manganese, you know? And um, there was another and By the way, it's, it's not – oh, people, people, people say we are what we eat. No, we are what they eat or what they get injected with. Indeed, that is right. And knowing your food chain is is very important. You don't want – your food source consuming moldy GMO grains when they are meant to be eating fresh grass that has no toxins on it. You know, like, like the cow, it can eat a ton of grass and turn that into the omegas that our brains need. It's a beautiful thing. But getting the grain is just its just stupid if you think about it. So grass-fed, grass-finished, pasture-raised is this new term. You got to talk to your butcher, communicate that with them. And if you're eating raw, which I highly recommend, um, you need to talk to your butcher, get it fresh. And if you're getting cows that have gotten these injections, then just get a very lean piece of meat like a filet and eat it with the raw, unjabbed Uh, cheese and and you won't get you won't get sick from it. But I'm processing food a totally different way. Like food has become this whole new thing for me. And, and also, I've learned about mineralization, 
and I've been taking these CMOS supplements, which CMOS is, is a beautiful thing. Do you know about it? I have it. After you posted it on the, see, social media is a good thing sometimes. After you posted yeah. that, I bought it and I, I've been taking it since then. Oh, amazing. So this, so the human body needs 102 minerals each day to function properly. And every time I do a, a screening, which I just did another screening for Frank and Skies, the movie, and it went really well. Check out the movie for free on frankenskies.com. Anytime I do a Frank and Skies screening, people ask, because it, it kind of scares people, even though the movie's very inspiring and uplifting, still people, it's daunting. And people say, well, what can we do? What can we do? And now I'm very proud to tell people about mineralization. We need 102 minerals each day. And we don't get these 102 minerals. They're not in the soils. They're not in the foods that we're getting. It's the food, the squash aren't able to uptake it from the soil because the soil only has a handful of minerals. But we need 102 minerals a day. So if we're deficient in these minerals, our body's trying to get the minerals from our environment, our toxic environment. And the water and the food and the air that we expose our bodies to, we're pulling toxins out trying to get up to speed on minerals. And for instance, we'll embed radioactive cadmium into our bones because it's very similar to magnesium and calcium that we do need. So we end up with toxins instead of the good minerals. But if we're up to speed on our minerals and we're not mineral deficient, we're not absorbing toxins from the environment and we're actually detoxing naturally you know, by having a healthy terrain. So those 102 minerals that we need on a daily basis, we can get by um, taking these Irish sea moss, bladderwrack, burdock uh, supplements. So sea moss is just a seaweed like kelp, and it grows in the Atlantic Ocean near Ireland. It comes dried out. Um, I recommend taking it with a lot of water and start slow. There's different sources you know, some people take it and it boosts their metabolism. It's really good for your skin and hair and all this stuff. It has 90 of the 102 minerals that you need on a daily basis. If you go on um, wherever your source is to buy stuff, I do buy things on Amazon here and there. I'm not um, perfect. I don't, I'm not proud of it. But if you go on Amazon and you type in um, CMOS, Bladderac, Burdock, Organic, you can get these pills for very cheap that have Irish sea moss, bladderwrack, and burdock. And those two B words, those are um, plants with the other minerals in it that you need. So you got the 90 minerals that you need on a daily basis in the Irish sea moss. And then there's the other 102, which include iron, which you need. And those, those other 12, sorry, the other 12 minerals that you need are in the bladderwrack and burdock. So if you take the supplement that has all three the bladderwrack, burdock, and Irish sea moss, then you can get these minerals. Like one of them is Einsteinium. You're not getting Einsteinium from eating bananas and, and steak, you know, or whatever you eat, potatoes. You know, it's, it's not in your diet. So to get up to speed on these minerals, you can really take charge of your life. I, um, a couple years ago, I was in the hospital with a broken arm and I had to get surgery and I was on I was on almost everything you can think of. They gave me oxys and morphine and even fentanyl when they set my arm. And so many, I was, after a week in the hospital, I got out and not only was I malnourished, of course, but my body could not uptake any nutrients anymore because all those pharmaceuticals blocked my ability to uptake nutrients. 
I was trying all these sort of things, but I was really fragile um, and like skinny. Like I couldn't put on any muscle mass. I was trying to recover and heal and nothing was really happening. And after about a year, I was blessed to come across in my own world. It wasn't on a podcast, ironically enough. In my, in my real world life, I came across seaweeds and I was reminded of the sea moss about Dr. Sebi and I did a little research and I started taking these supplements. They changed my life. And I've actually been able to kick coffee from, and I know this is a sensitive topic, but I've, I've stopped drinking coffee and I've, and I've replaced it as well with these, these pills only take one a day. And it's a really nice supplement to be not detoxing, but just adding something to my diet instead of thinking that I need to purge these toxins and to pull them out and feel all sick. I'm just feeling good and being healthy and, and getting in shape and, you know, life is good. Why is it that the topic of caffeine, I'm not a coffee drinker myself. And, you know, once in a while I might take some tea and especially before I do a show, sometimes I take, you know, a healthy, it's not soda, but a healthy drink with caffeine just because I want to be really awake. Sometimes I have to be on top of it. But, you know, I've heard so many people, including uh, Jeff, I forgot his last name, one of our guests who passed away uh, years ago, but he told me, Caffeine is not good. I don't know. People are going to say that's not true. I've been taking caffeine all my life and I feel great. But he told me that it it's not good for the endings of your nervous system. Also, it doesn't create energy. Basically, your body is, is doing something to create that jolt. So, you know, I'm neutral. I just don't take it. My wife takes caffeine all the time. I have uh, my parents used to, my grandparents used to go to sleep and take coffee before going to sleep. Go figure. I think everyone's different and everyone's body makeup is different. I can I can say firsthand that my body does not accept coffee. It 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 gets addicted to it and it takes a very big toll on my body. Overall, a lot of people want to defend it. In my book, I'll tell you it's toxic. And anytime I try to bring it up on social media, it really offends people. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 what people do in the early morning and people contact me with my aunt, my grandmother lived to be 95. And it's like, okay, that, that is, people don't understand what a causal relationship is and what a corollary relationship is. And your grandmother living to be 95 and having drank coffee, that's not a scientific anything. There's no, there's no proof there of anything. Like I, that, like I, like that doesn't mean anything to me. Okay. Like, I'm sorry. If you read um, Arthur Furstenberg's book, The Invisible Rainbow, yeah. he talks mm -hmm. about people that live next to cell towers. They end up living longer, but they live poor lives. They're unhealthy. Their cells are, are decomposing slower because of the radiation, but they're not living healthy lives. So duration is, is nothing to me. So I'll tell you real quick because I know a lot of people are rolling their eyes about coffee and some people are thankful to hear this because they're kicking it or they're off it. And, and those that have gone through the struggle know. What caffeine does is it constricts the blood flow to your brain. The veins, the capillaries that bring blood and air, therefore oxygen, to your brain, they're tightened by the caffeine. And this constriction of the blood flow to your brain, it tells your body, hey, you're going to get brain damage if your blood pressure doesn't pump really hard. So your body reacts, your blood pressure goes through the roof so that more blood and oxygen can get to your brain so that you don't get brain damage. 
This is serious stuff. And then you feel good. You feel elated. All of these chemicals get released because your brain is trying not to swell up and get brain damaged from the thing you just drank. Now, oh, I know you feel great and it doesn't impact you that bad and all this stuff. Okay, so what does it mean to have a coffee headache? Okay, I learned about this. And if this doesn't help people see the light, I don't know what does. Every day that you drink coffee, your body gets tuned into this rhythm of beating your heart faster and getting your blood pressure going. Okay, For me, it took only two weeks. And mind you, my coffee drinking is different than other people's coffee drinking. I go to a really nice place. I get, an, I get a double espresso cappuccino. It's made with three different types of beans from all over the world. And it's like a really strong drink. I'm not just drip coffeine. Okay? I'm having something strong. But believe me, it's the same thing that everyone else is drinking. So... When you don't have, so two weeks into drinking the coffee for me, every day I had the coffee every morning. On day 15, I stopped drinking and I got a crazy headache. And the next day I had a crazy headache and the next day I had a crazy, why did I get the headache? Because my body was in the rhythm of pumping the blood to my head. So, like the, the blood pressure was getting increased every morning around the same time. Maybe I'd have the coffee at nine, maybe I'd have it at 2 a.m., I mean 2 p.m., Whatever, around the morning, my blood pressure was going up. Your body gets in a rhythm. It gets – your your body chemistry gets changed. You get addicted to it to the point that even when you don't drink the coffee, even if you haven't had the coffee for days or even a week, your blood pressure is going through the roof to make sure that you don't get brain damaged because <laughs> it's afraid you're going to drink the coffee. So you get so much pressure of blood going to your brain that you get a headache. I had headaches so bad that I ended up with this thing called occipital neuralgia where behind my ears, the nerve endings were swollen. And if I touched behind my ears, it was like an electrical shock. It was like swollen behind my ears. And I, I just, it's like such a shock to my nervous system. And the fact that it's like this black drink, we are spiritual beings, we're light beings, and our light is broken down into red, orange, blue, indigo, violet, like our chakra system is the breakdown of the rainbow of light. Red, orange, yellow, like it goes up from red at the bottom. What part of that is black? Like throwing black into our system, like if we put a lot of yellow into our system, it helps with a certain chakra, and it helps us feel good, happy, whatever. Like I said, purple helps with staining bacteria and fungus in your body. Like there's all the colors do something, Black does not do anything. It really just sucks the energy out of us. We feel good temporarily. And then if you really want to talk about it, where are you getting your coffee from? Is it organic? Does it have aflatoxin on it? Because there's mycotoxins and aflatoxins that are on these coffee beans. All right, They're dried and then they're stored and little mold grows on them that you can't see, that the FDA does not regulate. And we're really getting this toxic load from these mold spores that are on our coffee beans. So if you wanted to be diligent and find some good coffee, you have to find it grown at really high altitudes and organic and grown right and fresh. You don't want something that's really old. So what you want to do is find coffee that's grown right at really high altitudes, get it green and, and roast it yourself and don't roast it too much and then make it yourself and then you're actually you know honoring it at least and that's where the 
the bulletproof coffee idea comes from and the bulletproof guys are really trying to find the the real clean coffee but majority of coffee i mean if you're just going out and getting some coffee at the restaurant or some crap at the store it's full of molds and that's the biggest problem really in my opinion i have to tell you going back to the time that i was using that baking soda the arm hammer that people shouldn't use i was having some coffee at the time and I have to tell you, that was the worst feeling of my life last year. And I think that it exas- having the baking soda in my system, it exacerbated things even more. And as you said, if I stopped, the next day I would get these migraines that I thought I was dying. I was getting an aneurysm in my head. It was just incredible. Now I don't take that baking soda anymore. And as I said, I take once a week. One caffeinated soda, and that's fine. Even the next day, I feel a little bit jittery. I can't sleep that well. So caffeine is not for me. For many people, it is, but not for me. But a few names that you keep mentioning, we just keep opening doors here. Dr. Arthur Furstenberg in New Mexico. I've been trying to get a hold of him. He's a little bit hesitant to, to come over to the show. The reason being is because of the last two years, he feels that he's being watched. If anybody has read the book, you probably have read his book or know of his book, The the Invisible Rainbow. Every time there's a, an advent in technology, whether it's radio or cell towers, something happens, a pandemic or a, a worldwide health crisis. And of course, in the last two years, he didn't want to be, you know, target. What's your take on that book, The Invisible Rainbow? Well, it's excellent that the book exists. It's a great reference point. Not everyone wants to hear that their phone is emitting um, radiation. You know, um, they they call it the iPhone for a good reason. It's part of people's personality. People can identify it as part of them. It's it's like telling someone that their child um, is is a bad influence on on you know other children or something like that. People get really defensive, but it's 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 fact. It's very true that these devices emit EMF radiation and the amount of radiation has been going up a lot and that it does cause harm, you know, to what degree is open for speculation, but a lot of people are showing impacts of it. So what happened when um, the lockdowns occurred in March of 2020 is it was very fascinating Right when we had the globe, worldwide worldwide lockdowns in March of 2019, and everyone's on their computers trying to figure out what's going on, everyone's listening to the news, and the, the news says, the mainstream narrative claims that 77, which is this Freemason number that comes up, which is fascinating, 77 cell towers, 5G towers in the UK were burned to the ground. 75G masks were attacked in March of 2019. And the claim by the mainstream narrative was that these crazy conspiracy theorists thought that the 5G was actually making people ill and it had nothing to do with the um, official story, right? The the, um, pandemic and what have you. So that was kind of the first that the world was hearing about it. And they were first hearing about that concept under the umbrella of crazy conspiracies And it's this first mover advantage when you hear about a story first, the way that it's framed and how you hear it, it's very influential and very important. And the way that this story first surfaced was by the mainstream, mind you, and and all across the mainstream of, you know, the the whole world and saying 
you know, these conspiracy theorists are getting in the way of science and we're trying to, you know, make everyone safe. Well, the, the truth of it was I have an EMF protection clothing line. All right. It, I make silver clothing and accessories and I'm, I'm growing every day. I'm very proud of the company. It's called Sparrow, S-P-E-R-O. It's a Latin word for hope. Check us out at Sparrow Gear, S-P-E-R-O Gear. I've got a coupon code for listeners, actual activist, because anybody listening Embracing the Truth is an actual activist. So if you're over there and you want to save on, on shipping or whatever, you can use the coupon code actual activist on the website. But I make, I make clothing. I'm now up to like 35 different things lined with silver, baby beanies, baby blankets, and I make these Faraday phone bags. You put your phone inside these silver phone bags and you don't get any service. It just kills the signal. It's good for people that don't want to be traced or tracked or eavesdropped on and people that are um, worried about EMF radiation, all that sort of stuff. Well, what happened was is I had the company going and all of my phone bags were good and working all across the world. And in March, 29, March 2020, when we all got locked down, the phone bags stopped working for smartphones. And I didn't understand. People were really upset. I had to double layer my bags. I came out with bags that were two layers of the silver fabric. And they worked temporarily. And then when the Omicron variant came out, the people with the iPhones and especially 5G phones, they're contacting me, that their new phone bags stopped working again. So I had to make triple layer bags with a layer of copper nickel composite. So I've got this copper nickel, really strong metal fabric that's sandwiched between two layers of silver fabric. How did they notice that it was failing? Oh, well, it's easy to tell because they start getting phone calls inside the bag. A lot of people that's have That's what I meant. Phone- yeah. Yep. A lot of people have these phone bags at their bedside and they put their phone in for the night and it kills the signal inside. But all of a sudden, they just started ringing through the bags. And I mean, the proof is in the pudding with the fabric. You, you put your phone in, no matter how many bars you have, and it just doesn't work. The phone doesn't work inside. So then you can tell that it would be protective to wear as like underwear or something like that or a maternity dress. So once the phone started ringing through the bag, it was obvious that the radiation or the signal had been cranked up on the phones. And people started showing symptoms of radiation sickness as well during that exact same time, which is just like Arthur Furstenberg's book, when the technology gets increased and a big elephant in the room is people getting ill. And then obviously the mainstream is saying, oh, it must be just this other Spanish flu or something like that. It seems like what we witnessed firsthand. It's incredible what's what's happening. And, you know, when I think of, and I don't mean to continue talking about Sanitas, the show that I had to kill for reasons I don't want to discuss right now, but when I'm looking at it, if you go, folks, at sanitasradio.com, look at the interviews, you're going to find a lot of these people either have been persecuted, subverted, or essentially destroyed. Look at Dr. Nicholas Gonzalez, somebody who found so many cures. Uh, I can think of Anne Baroque, this young, beautiful lady who wrote the book uh, about the candida cure, healing incurable disease. She was dying when she was young and she discovered how to heal herself. And all of a sudden she hangs herself in her garage. Even her family could not believe it because she was full of life. So this is why, Matt, I decided to remove over over 1,000 videos from YouTube because 
they were giving me strikes. They were actually actually going a decade ago, finding a word. AI finds a word of a show that I did 10 years ago, almost 15 years ago, and boom, strikes. So I decided, gone, gone. And this information is very, very important. So if you had to look for the truth and health and healing, where can you find it these days when most of these companies, and even, you know, I was mentioning at the beginning before we started talking, I'm talking about the the revolving door of the FDA and CDC, the people who poison your food and keep everyone addicted to medication are the same people deeming what is safe and what should be regulated. What's your thought on that? The world is a vampire and, you know, the, the truth can set you free. It's the industry, the for-profit industry that is healthcare is obviously not in the business of making everybody happy and healthy. Otherwise, they'd be out of business, you know, if you know how capitalism works and all of that. The revolving door between these governmental organizations and private institutions is corrupted beyond belief. I mean, it happens with war. It happens with tech, you know. People don't realize that telecom, telecom agencies, they have more of a budget than big pharma if that's even conceivable. So you've got these, it's only a handful of, you know, the military industrial complex basically encapsulates big pharma health, um, telecom, 5G, and, you know, military. I mean, that's, that's, that's basically it. I mean, you can wrap up all the other tech science and whatnot and all of that. But it's, it's, a, it's a sad state of affairs. And so we have to take things into our own hands. When people are sick and they go to the doctor and they're handed a pill, I went to the doctor sick once. I was hardly even ill, and I was given Cipro, which is um, called Ciprofloxacin, which is the number two prescribed antibiotic in the country. I didn't need antibiotics. I had a um, inflamed prostate. Okay, a little personal, but whatever. Um, and I got over it. I didn't have um, any reason to be taking antibiotics, however, and I was prescribed them anyways, and after two days of taking the ciprofloxacin, I was paralyzed. My joints, all of my joints, turned to jelly. It's called abrupt tendon rupture. So the joints in my wrist, the joints in my jaw, my knees, my elbows, everything turned to jello, and I couldn't walk. Thank God I had only taken the pills for two days. Had I done the whole month prescription, I'd probably be in a wheelchair. There's wow. a website called Cipro, C-I-P-R-O, ciproispoison.com. Highly recommend people who are potentially being prescribed this to take a look at the website. People take this prescription and then years later, all of a sudden they come down with this abrupt tendon rupture. They can't walk. It's it's all it's all really sad. I mean, they're telling us that we need fluoride in the water. There's, it's never once been proven safe and effective. Right. It doesn't do what they say. And still a neurotoxin is added. So it's it's really what happens is it seems is we go on our own little healing journeys because it has to happen to ourselves for us to really realize that eating Doritos and nachos and smoking cigarettes and drinking Budweiser all day is going to it's going to take a toll on our body eventually. But we have to learn the hard way. It seems my healing crisis started off with having really bad heartburn as a kid. And one of my friend's older sisters, this really pretty girl, she said, well, do you read the ingredients of the things that you consume? And I was like, what do you mean? Read the ingredients. She said, yeah, they're on the back. You can flip over the box when you buy something. 
And I started to associate the heartburn that I was getting with eating really bad food and smoking cigarettes and eating bacon and drinking a lot. I drank a lot. I had a big beer belly and everything. People asked me um, when the baby was due, joking around <laughs> like I was pregnant. That was before men could actually pretend like they were pregnant. So right. anyways, it comes down to it. We go through our healing journeys and if we make it out alive, we learn, oh wait, chemo is bad and juicing is good. And starving your, yourself is actually amazing. Fasting, I never would have thought through all of the education that I've been given, I never in my wildest dreams would have thought that not eating for 24 hours is such an amazing, curative, uplifting, regenerating, rejuvenating healing thing. I mean, curative thing. It's just, it's just something very, very special to just not eat for 24 hours, believe it or not. Fasting is, is an incredibly beautiful thing. And once you start to dig and unravel all the lies we've been told, the truth about health is incredibly simple. Actually, our biofield is very simple. Bombarding it with electronics is not very logical and grounding and getting tuned into the Schumann resonance of 7.8 Hertz, this free energy that's, that's everywhere. We can tap into free energy. We can ground ourselves and re reduce the inflammation in our, in our body just by sticking our feet in the ground. You know, like literally walking around barefoot is a curative, but they want us popping a bunch of pills and being customers. If they told us that walking around barefoot was a curative, they'd lose customers. Yeah. It's too simple and easy. Same with alkaline diet, same with um, eating raw, same with this thing that I've learned about dairy. They take these cows, which there's different types of cows. There's A1, A2 cows. I've just learned about these Jersey dairy cows that are A2. That's the type of dairy that our ancestors drank and that's the type of dairy that we should be ingesting. So that's a new topic that I've learned is a type of cows, A2, but also homogenization. It's criminal, basically. So is pasteurization. And if you learn about Pasteur, he's actually the man. And he was demonized because the terrain theory wanted to get swept under the rug so that they could push, the powers that be could push these inoculations and whatnot. But, but Pasteur is actually, I mean, sorry, Pasteur was bad. Buchamp was the man. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Pasteur is the bad guy. And I've got these books I'm digging through discussing the differences between Buchamp and Pasteur. Pasteur said we got to boil everything and kill everything. And that's just not even true. I can't even, now that I've refined my diet, I get sick if I drink pasteurized juice. I wish I wasn't that strict that I could actually just go have a juice from the store that's been boiled or whatever. But now even pasteurized is toxic for me. But then if you learn about enzymes, there's digestive enzymes in everything that is raw. So if you're eating um, raw cheese, raw meat, you know, raw fish, raw vegetables, it each each thing that you're eating, each food that you eat, has its own unique puzzle piece of a digestive enzyme that's going to tell your body how to process that food. If the food is cooked to over like 110 degrees then the enzyme gets swollen, it gets broken down, it gets killed, and our body then is trying to figure out how to process the food on its own. Our pancreas has to crank out its own digestive enzymes to digest the food. And then it's it's like a lot of work on our body. We don't get all the nutrients. We're actually working really hard to digest it. There's so many simple things that learning, simple, holistic, raw, they even call it primal diet, 
I've been able to gather so much research and dump it onto my website, actual activists, actual activists.com. And I don't know if we got cut off earlier. I gave out a coupon code, actual activist. Oh, no, no, you, you definitely were cut off. So okay. mention, mention that because we, I'm glad you're saying that because we have to take a one and only break. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Earlier I was talking about my clothing line, Sparrow, S-P-E-R-O. Um, it's a Latin word for hope. It's EMF protection. And at Sparrow, S-P-E-R-O gear, SparrowGear.com, I have a coupon code for people that are listening, for actual activists out there. You type in the coupon code actual activist singular, and you can get access to coupons to save yourself on shipping and whatnot because any EMF protection is going to be nice in the long run. I've got texting gloves to help with while you're texting on your phone and all that. But at the end of the day, the truth is is simpler than the lies. I've got blogs on that website that, that break it all down for you and help you find a good EMF meter or explain how Florida is bad and all that. But what I'm saying is they try to muddy the waters, make it really confusing, have you taking some long, drawn-out pill that has preservatives in it that you can't even um, read when really all you needed to do was drink lemon water, not eat for a couple of days and honor yourself. You know, people get all upset when they have a fever. That's your body's natural reaction of detoxing. You should keep that fever going, not freak out, learn about your body and try to dismantle all the programming that we've been um, taught to believe. We're used to now to prevent any pain. If we hit ourselves in the knee immediately, what do we do? We put some ice well, your body's trying to send white blood cells there to help you blood flow to try to heal that area. What do we do? We just almost try to do everything against the human body is telling us to do. But I want to say a couple of things before we break. First of all, obviously the economy is not doing great. I understand that. But find your farmer's markets, folks. They may be farther than your local grocery store, which is probably a chain. But with what's coming, you want to help to keep your money locally support local small businesses because they are the ones who will spend their money in your community also i want to mention a couple of things and i'll discuss them when we come back you probably have heard of the eighty-seven thousand irs agents that are being hired and they just posted something that i grabbed somebody sent them from their website before they deleted it shortly after they posted it but the irs posted then deleted this for people willing to make arrests and use deadly force when needed be willing and able to participate in arrests, execution of search warrants, and other dangerous assignments. That was there. And one last thing that I want to say, you mentioned the Amish. I want to read this paragraph here. The Amish don't get autism, folks, but they also don't, they don't have the stinger. They didn't use, they didn't use the, I don't want to use the word, but the V. People outside the alternative health community are often confused by the lack of autism in the Amish people. The Amish do not experience autism or most of the uh, other learning disabilities that plague our technological society. They live in a society that consists of outdated technologies and ideals, at least by contemporary standards. Their diet consists of eating organic, fresh, locally grown produce, and of course, they do not follow the established vaccination, I said the word, routines. To the dismay of the mainstream media and the medical establishment, this has resulted in a healthier people who are void of all our chronic diseases, heart disease, cancer, and diabetes are virtually non-existent in Amish villages. Equally non-existent are our modern chemically engineered medicines, enhanced foods, GMO foods, and of course, these. How is it that those who are without the so-called quote-unquote miracles of modern orthodox medicine are healthier? The truth about health 
medicine, and how they both relate to Amish has become an embarrassment to some rather powerful people. I'll get your reaction when we come back. Folks, don't go anywhere. I'm here with Matt Landman. Much more to discuss when we come back. This is Mel Hostelrick, and you're listening to Veritas. Thank you for listening to the first part of this important Veritas interview. To listen to the rest and all of our material, proceed to the member section or join the Veritas family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focus Life Force Energy, MMS, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Pure Organic Sulfur, flash drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas seasons, and other great products. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. Now, proceed to the members section or subscribe, to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Thank you for listening to Veritas. Because you don't want to believe. You want to know.